This podcast is brought to you by She Society, sharing the perspectives and stories of women Australia-wide. Hello and welcome to Buzzing About Books with Michelle Beasley. I'm a writer for She Society, a romance author, and I talk about books, blogging, have author interviews, and many other things about writers and writing on this podcast. Now, this time I have been in Japan. I went to Japan for the Rugby World Cup with my family, as we do every four years. Now, Japan's somewhere really different for us, um, culturally different, the language is different, the food's different. So it was a really interesting experience despite the fact that uh, Australia got beaten by England in our first game in Oita. So we first flew into Fukuoka and stayed at the Hilton there with a lot of other fans and this gave us a real feel for provincial Japanese life. It's a seaside town um, far away from a lot of things and most people couldn't speak English so we had to uh, get around a lot by ourselves. Now we weren't there for very long, we managed to see the ruins of the castle and they have some really beautiful parks and lakes and walking trails so we did a lot of that sort of sightseeing. It's also the home of some of the oldest ramen, the pork broth ramen, the Uh, tonkatsu I think uh, ramen and the kids went looking for the best ramen bowl they could find in Fukuoka each region has a different type of ramen so yes this is one of the more ancient ramens and yeah the kids enjoyed that they also enjoyed um, a lot of the street food and the izakayas so yes we had a really good time there and then we caught the bullet train to Kyoto which is just like you would expect from Japan a really really beautiful lovely place and we were um, right near the Shinzu markets there so that was a great experience plenty of shopping and eating and cultural experiences and we did the hop on hop off bus so we saw lots of temples um, Ninjojo Palace uh, we saw women in traditional dress so really love Kyoto and I'd, I'd probably go there again after all the um, uh, different cities that we went to and finally we ended up in Tokyo so caught the bullet train again to Tokyo Uh, the first thing we did was go to the Shibuya crossing because we got there in the evening so we um, went and did our obligatory crossing photos and then went and had some yakitori for dinner which was Um, one of the yakitori bars up the road from there which was really fun very vibrant buzzing place so great for family dinner and yeah while in Tokyo we just uh, did some sightseeing Uh, the kids went to um, the Harajuka area and did some of the hedgehog cafes and um, tasted some of the the traditional food. Paul and I had a little walk around the area and we were right near the Imperial Palace which is very majestic but mostly the rugby in Tokyo and yeah really enjoyed getting out and about with uh, meeting Japanese people and people from all over the world who were there for the rugby. Now, while I was there, I looked into some Japanese writers and most of the temples that you go to 
often have things about writing and philosophy so it's really revered in japan the writers as it is in many countries um there were even temples which focused on education so i i loved hearing about all those sorts of things and the history of japan now recently um japanese translations they're doing a booming business um, in contemporary modern writing so i looked into some of the japanese writers i should be looking out for and friends were telling me yoko tawada and she's written one um, memoirs of a polar bear which follows three generations of polar bears so that sounds like an interesting one and in The Lost Children of Tokyo, she describes a dystopian future of Japan where all the youth are born frail and old. So friends of mine who like the more fantasy bent would probably enjoy that one. The other person everyone told me to read, Tomoka, I hope I'm saying this correctly, Shibasaki, who comes from Osaka. And in Spring Garden, um, they capture a view of life how lonely it can be um, and the isolation of city living. So that sounds like a good raw read. And, of course, most people know Hiromi Kawakami, whose characters get under your skin in books like Weather in Tokyo. And I think that's... Oh, Strange Weather in Tokyo. And I think that's um, the one that I'm going to start with. So I'm going to head into Dimix and have a look out for some of those. So look out for some great Japanese authors who are being translated into English. Um, Yeah, it's quite a difficult language. We managed to say hello and thank you. And yeah, that was about it. One of the girlfriends can speak a little bit of Japanese, so she did most of the talking for us. So thank you to Lauren for that. So there were seven of us, the five Beasleys and two girlfriends, and, yeah, had a wonderful time in Japan. So, yeah, but very, very different, and different to what we were expecting as well. So, yeah, a real eye-opener. And it was great. It's not very far. We caught... um, a Cathay Pacific flight this time which I've never been on Cathay Pacific but they were really good so we went from Brisbane to Hong Kong and only Hong Kong airport because there's a bit of trouble there at the moment and then um, we went Hong Kong to Fukuoka and then going home we went Tokyo Hong Kong Brisbane so yeah a really nice flight and not very hard at all not very far to go so yeah we're pleasantly surprised how quick it was so if you're thinking about going to Japan there is a few tips from me on on things that you can do there now I read two books while we were traveling Um, the first is one I've been meaning to read the whole year every person I talked to who's read it has said read this book we love it and it was the debut novel by Delia Owens called Where the Crawdads Sing now this has also been recommended by Reese Witherspoon in her book club so usually the ones that she recommends I enjoy too so if you're a fan of um, a lot of the Reese Witherspoon recommendations She's recommended this and she said, I can't even express how much I love this book. I didn't want this story to end. And that mirrors my own thoughts entirely. It was just beautiful. Now, Delia um, is a zoologist and she's written lots of non-fiction with her husband. This is her first fiction novel, though. 
and it was just ethereal. The main character is Kaya and she lives in a swamp with her family and she's very intelligent and doesn't get into the outside world much. She goes to school and gets teased so she doesn't go back again and it shows her, well, it's, it's sort of a coming-of-age story and but living in the swamp and getting to know nature and the characters and the birds all around her and and the terrible things that happen in her family and sometimes the people that she meets outside of the family take advantage of her so for me it was a little bit like looking through um, her zoologist's eyes at a person and how experience and nature versus nurture can shape your character. I think you'll fall in love with Kaya and it's a really good murder mystery as well. So there's lots of elements to it. It's a book that will stay with you long after you've read it and it's perfect for fans of Barbara Kingsolver and um, it's sort of an ode to the natural world, um, a com- as I said, coming-of-age story and a really, really surprising mer- possible murder mystery. So Owens reminds us that we are forever shaped by the children we once were and that we are all subject to the beautiful and violent secrets that nature keeps. And it's a really lush and beautiful debut novel from this author. New York Times Book Review says, Painfully beautiful, at once a murder mystery, a coming-of-age narrative, a celebration of nature. That's exactly what I thought. I, I do love birds and nature, so it really appealed to me as well. So I think that's one everyone will love, Where the Crawdads Sing. Now, the other book that I read on the way home was called The Whisper Network by Chandler Baker. Now, this is more of a really contemporary uh, look at um, the Me Too generation. And what got me onto it was it said on the front that it's perfect for fans of Big Little Lies. So it tells of four characters, four women who've worked at a company for many years and with the sudden death of the firm's CEO, um, one of the other men who they've all been involved with in some way or another, it looks likely to take over the entire company. He's a very complicated man, uh, has a good family life, a, a really good network within the company, but yes, dark secrets come out from there and it's told through the eyes of each of the four women and how they've interacted with him. Um, when whispers become chatter, chatter grows loud and then louder still as the women and their colleagues unknowingly set in motion a catastrophic shift within every floor and department of these law offices. Lies will be uncovered, secrets will be exposed, and not everyone will survive. So that was another good mystery that I read on the way home. I kind of like things that can keep me involved and engaged on the plane. So I'd recommend Whisper Network, especially for contemporary women and people thinking about the feminism and and the Me Too movement. Um, Yeah, it sort of taps into all those sort of feelings. So very contemporary women's novel, but a mystery as well. So there too that I read on the plane.
Uh, another, I've been reading a lot of murder mysteries, but this is one that I got from um, the Brisbane Writers Festival. So Anne Wise Garber was there at the festival and she's from Texas now. And this is a story set in um, Utah and the surrounding areas in, in the territory of Utah. So it's about a woman who's a glove maker and her husband um, is a wheelwright. So he travels a lot. So it tells the story of what happens when a stranger comes knocking at her door. It's a small community which discourages strangers and it really is riveting. It keeps you on the edge of your seat and it's so much so that you feel really wound up and tight so she paints the picture really well and it's winter and you feel cold even in the the height of a Queensland summer so yeah that's another one I would recommend if you like a good mystery and probably a period mystery it's based on actually a true story and a true story of um, a certain time and a certain um, sort of culture at that time so for almost four years, men came to my cabin carrying trouble on their backs, each one haunted and looking over his shoulder. They showed up during the spring. They appeared in the summer and early fall. But never now, never in January. It's just too cold. So that's how it starts. Really good one, the glove maker. So there are three that I have recently read that I would recommend. And... On the Japanese band, I thought, what have I read that's um, slightly Japanese or a translation? I looked through the library and I really don't have much at all. I have lots of stories that are set in China, but none except this one. So Isabella Lende is one of my very, very favourite authors. And anything that's got a Australian Women's Weekly great read on it, is usually very good so this is the japanese lover and i read that oh, a few years ago now but it's still a really really good one to read so isabel was born in peru and raised in chile and is the author of many best-selling and critically acclaimed novels like the house of spirits daughter of fortune and my invented country so i've read some of those but The Japanese Lover, uh, it's set in 1939 as Poland falls under the shadow of the Nazis. And one of the young ladies, Alma, is sent to her live with her aunt and uncle in their San Francisco mansion. There she meets um, the son of the family's Japanese gardener. And between them are love blossoms that goes over time through Pearl Harbor um, through the lifetimes that they share, they reunite again and again, but they have to hide their love from the rest of the world. So decades later, she's uh, Alma is near the end of her life and she finds, um, she meets up with her grandson and who meets an older woman and they forge a friendship. So they end up sending... Um, learning about the mysterious gifts and letters that have been sent to Elma and the story of their passion comes out. So it was just a breathtaking love story um, with sacrifice and, and shows how the human heart 
can still love that one person for all their days. She tells it with such beauty and her writing is just spectacular. So look out for that one, even if you borrow it from the library, The Japanese Lover. It's an international bestseller, so I'm sure you can get your hands on it somewhere. And yes, I would thoroughly recommend that. But I think that's the only one that I can see here in the library that even has Japanese in the title. So, of course, there's lots of Paris ones here and um, lots set in Italy and Australia. I do like my Australian stories, Britain, lots of spy stories. So, yes, keep an eye out for the Japanese lover. And that's all from me on the Japanese episode of Buzzing About Books. Till next time, bye. Stay sparkly. This podcast is brought to you by She Society. 